Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate, Ultimate Homeschool, homeschool Radio, Radio Network. Network. I am one of your hosts, Sabrina Justison, and I'm here with Vicki Tillman and Kim Smythe. And we are delighted to be talking with you about all things Homeschool High School. Today's episode, we're going to talk about writing. Which is very important. It is very important, and it also strikes fear into the hearts of some homeschoolers, both moms and kids. Absolutely. So we're going to try to alleviate some of those fears as we give you some ideas and encouragement for writing in your homeschool. I have a kid who's a writer. Some of you, you have, Vicki has kids who are passionate yeah, yeah, writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. all of them. Uh, some not of all them. of them. I have some who are very good at writing, but I don't know if I would call any of them passionate writers. Well, one of, one of mine is loves to write and also loves to make films and big uh, big into cinematography in our homeschool community back in the day, along with Vicky's with, uh, son, also a passionate videographer. And mm. Yeah, they had many hours together videographing oh, in yeah. high school. <laughs> and it's his birthday today, actually. It, it is. Yeah. Yes. Happy day of giving right. birth, Vicky. One, one son's birthday. Yeah. yeah. So that son was over at my house this morning. And I was getting a little bit of payback for all those years, that very first video camera that we helped him get his hands on when he was a wee little thing, and all of the driving and chaperoning of the silly film project <laughs> <laughs> that they were working on. And But yeah, but he came over to the house this morning and helped me record a new video blog for Seven Sisters about... Strangely enough, not about writing, but about financial literacy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and that's a very important topic for high schoolers. Oh, big it time. Is. And grown-ups. It is. And a lot of folks are not entirely sure what financial literacy even means versus consumer math. So very we tried true. to yes. put together a little video that would explain that and help um, high school homeschoolers figure out how to have a rich and fun and practical course in financial literacy. So you can look for that new video coming soon on sevensistershomeschool.com. Awesome. That's pretty cool. And I hear you might even find a piece of curriculum that you might want to choose you eventually. You might, but we, we wouldn't, but we wouldn't we're wouldn't not trying to too much away now, because yeah. we're going writing. Yeah. We're going yeah. writing. Today's here. writing. Yes. Writing time. So so but. you got it at a good price, your your video blog. I got it. I had to make French toast and sausage and eggs over easy, and that paid my videographer handsomely because mm. he appreciates all those years that I poured into him so uh yeah so That's i just poured a little breakfast into him and next thing you know we were we were making a video homeschool home payback series. that's a mighty yeah. fine good price and if you check out our vlogs you'll be really impressed with the work he does yeah yeah i get i get a lot out of every piece of french toast I was, right. i'm very impressed with my investment <laughs> in return there so yeah they do grow up moms they they do and mm -hmm. it's neat to see things that you started building in them and equipping them for when they were 10 and 11 years old and now they're 26 oh. and acting and looking and sounding yeah. like grown-ups and yeah wow. pretty neat pretty neat all right so let's talk about writing ladies indeed shall we i think that everybody assumes that high schoolers should write i think that's a very good assumption but uh, perhaps we should be more specific. What should they write? How much should they write? And what makes writing look like it was a, a wonderfully met, well-met um, credit on the transcript? So uh, you want to know what they should do each year? Yes, mm -hmm. please. Yeah, that's a good idea. So teens should each year, if they are wise, do some good 
essay writing mm. because nobody escapes essays. You know, even non-college bound kids are going to have to crank out essays somewhere along the line. So for folks who had been listening when uh, Angela Shaughnessy chatted with mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and uh, she had a non-college bound young graduate mm-hmm. and he's in the Civil Air Patrol and in order to go up to the next rank he had to write an essay. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that was it. People sometimes need it for job applications. Mm-hmm. And I so. even had a, a former coach of my kids get in touch with me today and said, I need to write a college recommendation for another player. You know, writing is not my forte. If I give you the information, can you help me pull it together and make it sound like I'm respectable? Yes. <laughs> there you go. There's just no escape. So, so essay fair. writing is, it's boring sometimes, sometimes. a lot of times. And, but it's necessary. So it can be funny or fun, too. You can have fun with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know one type of kid that often likes essay writing is the argumentative kid. Oh, yeah. Strong-willed <laughs> children. Strong-willed children often excel at essay writing. So, you know. A good persuasive essay. You just never know what they'll come up with. So. Those with the sarcastic sense of humor, they, they can do well as well. Yeah. All right. Okay, so essays. What else? Just essays? So they need research papers. Uh, mm. Research writing. Yes, and there's mm. just our kids who are college-bound have to be able to crank out papers. Have to, have to, have to. So each year it's going to be different um, as far as the length, mm-hmm. but they should do one each year. It's mm. a very wise thing. So, Because in college they're going to just be doing them left and right. So, mm-hmm. all right. Those of us who have kids in college, we know about that, so... And we keep hearing from the kids who do go on to college. They're like, I didn't necessarily like it when I was doing it in high school, but there are people that they're in college with who didn't have to do it, and those kids are really struggling. Yeah. So it's such a pleasure when we get our kids who are homeschool graduates in our local community that we've all advised and invested in, Mm -hmm. and they'll come back and tell us about, I was the only one in class who knew how to do MLA or APA citations, and you know, so they're they're ahead on the curve in a class instead of going, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Let me run to the writing center because I have no idea how to get started. Yeah. So research papers then is very important. So Mm -hmm. MLA papers are important. APA papers are important, and they'll see both of those in college. Mm -hmm. Another important life skill and character development skill that comes out of the research paper writing process, too, is coming to understand plagiarism. Oh, indeed. And academic honesty and integrity, and what happens when you accidentally plagiarize, Mm -hmm. because accidental plagiarism is far easier to do than you might realize. Yeah. And um, that whole process of of uh, coming to understand it, coming to guard against it, coming to catch it when you start to slip down that slippery slope. Yeah. That's good even for a kid who is who is not so much college bound, but that mm. process really builds a lot of integrity. Mm-hmm. And integrity is an important college. Um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That one too. <laughs> Character <laughs> Character traits. There we go. <laughs> yes. Integrity is an important blah, 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 and, and an character. important blah, blah, blah. character trait. There you go. Excellent. Uh, and that goes way coffee. beyond any college, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so our high schoolers should write essays, and our high schoolers should engage in research writing of various kinds. Mm-hmm. Anything else? And they should write poetry. Oh, oh, poetry. They should write, and that's just not cheesy and boring. They should write poetry because poetry is about using words. So they don't need to go up and be great poets and win prizes and you know, be Robert Frost or anything. They just need to be able to use words. And poetry is a discipline 
of using words, and it's also imaginative and fun if you let it be. So put in the right framework, it's, it's a lot of fun for the kids. I also found my kids were so much more appreciative of poetry Once after they, they tried to some. write yes. some. Yes. Yes. Yep. yes, I've seen that a lot, too. If all they yeah, could appreciate new... was, like, it was just hard. Yeah, <laughs> whole new level of respect for, yep. for that. Yeah, yeah, that whole idea of finding different ways to say something. Yeah. Um, mm. That there's not, it's not just a matter of getting the information across. You mean there's mm. not it's... one right way to say ah, something? <laughs> good Sorry, yeah. couldn't help myself. But yeah, that creative use of of words to evoke senses, the mm-hmm. the senses, or um, that a different way of, of using descriptive stuff. Very mm. very good. So I have a sister who is in the administration at a state university, but back when she was a young professor, she would have to sit in a class of you know two hundred students cranking out research papers Oof. and essays. Can you imagine reading? 200 essays or research papers and so she said the kids who could use words well who actually had an interestingly written paper might have had the same data as one who presented it in a dry boring way Mm -hmm. but the kids who did it with interesting words you know well written those were the kids who got eight so you know poetry (laughs) does that like nothing else Mm. excellent good point Okay, how about other kinds of creative writing? The other thing they need to do is write short stories. Mm. Absolutely. And it's it's the same thing. Um, they need to be able to use their creativity and their imagination in order to write well. Uh-huh. But also in using their imagination, as Einstein said, and what I shall Einstein quote. Say? Do <laughs> Let's, tell us. We will we will get Einstein. But we're not back plagiarizing, here. we're giving credit no, because this was Einstein's quote. Indeed right. in Einstein. <laughs> said, imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited, whereas imagination embraces the entire world. Wow. So he's like Einstein, who he used his imagination, right? Sure did. And he came up with things that changed the world, didn't he? Big time. So C.S. Lewis said things like that, too, like to in order to invent and create you have to have your imagination going. So kids who know how to get in touch with that creative part of their brain can problem solve better mm. and use words better and invent better. So there's you know, a lot of life happens out of just the baseline, the infrastructure, being able to write a short story. Mm. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. Who would have thunk it? And some kids are natural writers, and they're just going to sit down and write stories for fun, and from the time they know how to read and write, they just write stories. But lots of other kids are not. So what are some ways that we can help kids who are not natural creative writers get in touch with that and stir that imagination? Yeah, if you think about it as a developmental process, our kids, like Sabrina said, so, you know, we all have a kid here and there that was just born writing stories and so I had a couple of those but I also had a couple who just were like terrified don't make me write yeah (laughs) and so to to ease them developmentally you just imagine it like a developmental process into good writing starting with something that's simple and fun so like telling family stories you know everybody sits Mm -hmm. around at Thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. do you remember when Aunt Susie did so and so (laughs) everybody has family stories so if you get them to capture that Mm -hmm. in words then they've already written a short story oh look I can do that 
And then you teach them to do something absolutely silly, nonsense. Like, you can't do it wrong because it's just silliness, like a tall tale. Then they're successful short story writers, so they can do two kinds. And then you get them really using their imagination and do another thing that kind of eases them into more complicated writing, like writing a myth fantasy like Lord of the Rings, only just very short, you know, a couple pages long. (laughs) So if you give them a formula and a process, don't overcomplicate it and don't take it too seriously, just have fun, Mm -hmm. then the kids find out what it feels like. You know, even a non-writer kid, even a very logical kid can get in touch with their imagination and be really great problem solvers and culture changers. Excellent. And so we'll just say, right, without any apology, that has been very much a philosophy and a guiding principle for curriculum that's been developed for writing at sevensistershomeschool.com. We have writing guides available for different uh, levels of proficiency, for essay writing, for research paper writing, for poetry writing, for all different types of short story writing. And The one thing that we have committed to there is not to kill the process and not to turn it into something that is burdensome and frustrating and nitpicking. But instead, the the goal is to help young people find their writing voice and help them Mm -hmm. go ahead and try to write something that they might not have tried on their own without a little nudge. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So look for ways to empower your kid to write. Now, we're talking a lot about it being a process. Um... I think that a lot of kids don't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. They see a blank piece of paper and they know that when they're finished, the paper is supposed to be covered with letters so that they can turn it in and get a grade. So how do we help them understand the process? So I've watched you do that with mm-hmm. the kids and the, the blank page syndrome. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do you handle it with them? Um, well... I think that a lot of times the teacher holds some of the key to that. So for homeschool parents, mom, you might have a whole lot of power in this regard. If you don't remember that it's a process, then your kid is probably going to feel paralyzed and think it's just about creating this product at at the finish line. Um, Writing is using words to express ideas and getting them onto paper and onto paper that is in such carefully edited and proofread shape that it is ready to be turned in for a grade, that's a multi-step process. Mm. It's a multi-step process, so you don't start with a finished product. Mm -mm, Mm -hmm. Not at all. Some of the kids that struggle the most with blank page paralysis simply need to be encouraged to sit and talk for a moment with you about their topic. Because they can almost always just talk about it a little bit. Indeed, yes. But if you ask them to sit and jot down some notes about it, they panic. Uh, I'm going to write the wrong thing, or I'm going to I'm, I'm going to spell something way. wrong, or I'm I'm going to do a sentence fragment and get in trouble. And, and you can say, <laughs> oh, it's okay. Start with an outline, and they go, oh no, outlines. Outlines are. I have to remember when is it a Roman numeral and when is it a capital letter <laughs> and how much to indent. And you've already lost them before they've even started. Maybe. So just yeah. talk to them. So if you're going to say do a family narrative project, short story like Vicki was suggesting. Just sit and reminisce for a couple of minutes. Okay, what are some of the stories that you've heard come out of your grandparents' mouth or your aunts and uncles and cousins' mouths that stick with you, that either crack you up or tug at your heartstrings? Um, let's see. And they can probably come up with three or four. Right. And then say, what's one that you are in the mood to think about today? And let them pick one. 
and then say, okay, now, if I had never heard that story before and you were going to tell me that story, what are, like, the, the biggest points that happened in chronological order? What's the main thing that happened? And they, if they can tell you all of these things out loud before they ever pick up their pen or before they ever put their fingers on the keyboard, um, even your most reluctant writers will usually go, okay, I do have... Because, see, what do you hear come out of reluctant writers' mouths all the time? They say... I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything to say. Yes, you do. Mm. You do, but you have to respect the fact that this is going to be a process for your teen. Mm. And if you can empower that process for them to where they have permission to do this in little steps. First, I'm going to think mm. about some stories, and then I'm going to pick one. And then I'm going to think, okay, so what's the main stuff about that? And then I'm going to start to think of, so how do I want to tell that story? So... And they'll, about process. <laughs> they'll probably chunk it out, you know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. tell a little bit about the story and then go back again and add some dialogue and then go back again and add some description right. or more details. Right. So to, to not lean into perfectionism, but more the idea that anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until yes. you can do it well. Yeah, say that again, Vicki. That's yeah. good. That's good life stuff in addition oh to writing. My. I say that say to again. myself often. <laughs> the G.K. Chesterton came up. Anything worth doing is oh, worth gosh. doing poorly or worth doing badly is how he said it. So. That's neat. I didn't know where it came from, yeah. but Vicki has shared that with us on numerous occasions, and I say it to myself a lot. It's, it's one of the best life skills in the it whole is. world. Mm -hmm. It is. It really it's is. Very, very cool. All right, so respect the process with your teen. Um, how about the idea of finding a voice as a writer? This is something mm -hmm. that is um, really intuitive for a lot of people. They just write, and they write with a certain sound. And the moment you pick something up, you know, oh, I know who wrote this. Right. Mm -hmm. Just right there. Like mm -hmm. you open Tolkien, you know it's Tolkien. Oh, right. yeah. Yep, yep. But um, for some people, there really is not some quick, natural mm -hmm. way that things come out. So how can, how can we help our kids find their own voice? Because there are rules for writing. I mean, it's not like mm -hmm. we could just say, do whatever you want, and, mm -hmm. and we'll just call that your voice. Unless it's poetry and well, it's free verse or something. Then you can get away with an awful yeah. lot. <laughs> is that why you like poetry so much? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what are, what are some things that you've found that have helped your child find his or her own voice you know as a as an advisor for the kids helping moms understand about perfectionism mm. um, that their kids don't need to turn out a paper that you know we were talking about this earlier it sounds like mom mm. they need to turn out a paper that sounds like them and mm -hmm. so sometimes moms if they're not used to the process will correct kids and have them restate sentences that would have been okay it's mm -hmm. an okay sentence um but it, she wants it to sound more like her because sometimes moms are just desperate for their kids to have everything right mm -hmm. and see they need the space to say things in a ninth grade level if they're a yeah. ninth grader that's a radical thought yeah some kids talk like they're a lot older than they are my, I had a child who, when he was seven years old, would chat with friends when they came to the house, and he would go off then downstairs to play with the other kids, and my friends would laugh at me and say, why does your seven-year-old sound like he's 30? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> so he was born that it's way. It's okay. Yeah. you got the ones that are born that way, and they're probably going to write that way, too. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of writing should reflect where that kid is developmentally. So mm -hmm. if they're in ninth grade, their writing probably should sound like ninth grade writing, mm -hmm. and if it doesn't sound like they're working on their master's thesis... That might be okay. Might even be a good thing. It might be a real good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
And to, to have success at writing at a ninth grade level is important for a ninth grader. And then to expect more out of them as a 12th grader, a little more polished sounding, but not sounding like mom. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's the child's own voice that they will develop as they go. Oh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about grading writing because that's oh, where a yeah. lot of this comes in. Grading writing is actually a very subjective yes. process. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that spelling is subjective. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. either spelled correctly or it's not, in most cases. Mm. Sometimes there are alternate spellings that are acceptable, but... Mm. How do you spell gray? G-R-E slash A-Y. And where do you put the daggum comma? You know, oh, like, yes. I want my Oxford comma And do I need now. a comma? Oh, yes. why, why did the Oxford comma go away? I miss it. Right. I know. So yeah, so there are rules, there are, there are mechanics, and, and there are grammar rules, and there are spelling rules. And yes, you can mark things right and wrong. And you can mark something as a sentence fragment. And you can even mark something as confusing. Yes. You can say things like, I'm not sure what you mean by this. Mm -hmm. But if you say, you should say, right. suddenly you've taken that writing voice away from your child. Mm -hmm. And you've oh. just asked them to parrot something that you wrote. And so I think end, asking questions yeah. is super important. If you if you say, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what you meant by this, or can you think of another way to say this because you said it the exact same way a paragraph ago, could you think of another way mm -hmm. to say it this time? But it's it's just asking questions and helping them find their own voice. It's a whole lot like parenting. Oh, oh sure yeah. yeah. We, we can solve all our kids' for problems for them, or we can ask them questions and let them discover uh -huh. a healthy and wise path. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was a good one. <laughs> no, no extra charge for that yes. today. That's right. Extra points for Vicky. That was wow. beautiful. Okay, so mom, what if what if uh, what if mom is not a good writer? What if mom really really hates to grade her kids' writing? Kim's over here waving I, her hand. I can answer that one. <laughs> oh, I call on Kim. <laughs> I would actually like creative writing, but I've not been a confident writer. I love to read, but writing has never been my thing. Um, and so one of the first things I did, and that I'm so grateful for, is I plugged into the people in my community. And so both Vicki and Sabrina have taught my kids writing. Um, I can remember when one of my kids did the tall tale, the not the tall tale, the myth fantasy, mm. and one of my kids who would not describe their gifting as being imagination, I was just blown away when I read it. It was so encouraging, I think both to them and to me, to see that. Um, and then um, just d all kinds of different writing things that Vic yeah, that Sabrina has done with my kids. Um, and, you know, one with the, the paralysis thing, I can remember mm -hmm. that being a huge issue. And I can remember Sabrina sitting down at a table with one of my kids and just taking it one little tiny step at a time. And I could have done some of those same things, not the same way and not as well, I don't think, um, but what made the difference is sometimes when your kid is facing something that's really challenging personally, um, sometimes it's helpful for them to be able to sit down with somebody else, mm -hmm. um, especially perhaps if they're in those teenage years and you might be also going through... Because sometimes moms just aren't very bright. Right. Moms teenagers. aren't very bright or mom just gave me a hard time because I didn't clean up after the dog or, you know, forgot to move my laundry or whatever. And I'm not really feeling like working with mom right now or mom's not feeling like working with me right now. And so to be able to sit down with somebody else who doesn't have all those entanglements mm. can make a difference. Um, and likewise with grading writing. Um, our, our sister Marilyn has been 
um, really strong on helping look at somebody who maybe their first essay might look like an absolute train wreck. And so instead of trying to grade every little thing and find every little thing that's wrong with it, she'll ask those questions like we talked about. And she might just pick three or four or five things and say, okay, you know, take it back, work on this, and then bring it back and we'll do the next thing. And so that that step-to-step process that we talked about earlier has been huge. Yes, a community is a big help if a mom is not feeling confident Mm-hmm. Or or it's just too stressful, yeah. and that, so we kind of traded around. I sent mm-hmm. my kids to Kim and Sabrina for Latin and Spanish, mm-hmm. and uh, so we, yeah. that's what community is about. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Beautiful and thing. even a really practical thing that has come out of community and writing assignments is this idea that there are lots of different grading rubrics mm-hmm. that mm. will focus attention in different areas, and that there's mm-hmm. a time and a place to use a different rubric than your favorite one. Oh, yeah. And some of some of my grading of writing changed after I helped our sister Allison with a huge stack of MLA research papers that she was mm. teaching in a class and she had so many to, to grade in this one week just in the rough draft stage mm. and so she asked me to take half of them and I took her rubric oh. and I had never used her rubric before and there were a couple of things on there that she had put in kind of a different way than how I usually thought of it and I thought wow you know what for kids who are struggling with this or this that's a really important thing to be looking for at this rough draft stage. And mm. so just we can learn a lot from one another. We may not, mm-hmm. neither Allison nor I was officially trained in college to be a teacher of written English. And yet we learned a lot from each other as teachers mm-hmm. in grading writing. So I, community is so important. Yeah, I even uh, I teach in my Spanish classes. I have my Spanish students, this is kind of ironic, huh? Have them write a 10-page <laughs> research paper. In of, Spanish. In Spanish about a Spanish-speaking country. And many times I would have to ask that question, what are you trying to say here? So I eventually started having them write it both in Spanish and in English. And I actually surveyed all of my sisters and said, what kind of rubric do you use? And I found that really helpful mm-hmm. likewise. Mm-hmm. And I've incorporated different pieces from there. So for moms who aren't familiar with rubrics, it's just a guideline that helps you make it more objective on how you grade. And there, like Sabrina said, a gazillion different rubrics. So in Seven Sisters curriculum, we include a rubric, but it's not a, oh my goodness, you have to use this one. You find something that works best for your family. Exactly. Always. Exactly. All right, so to recap, we are encouraging all of you with high schoolers to have them write a lot. A lot. Because writing is oh so important, whether your student is college-bound or not. Indeed. Writing is important because it is equipping them to take their ideas and their thoughts and put them in to clear, strong words. Indeed. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. Absolutely. And as far as the types of writing that you want to include each year, each year, Each you want year. to include essay writing, research writing, poetry writing, Indeed. short story writing. Indeed. And let's see. Oh, here we go. Am I looking, looking at my notes here? And when it comes time to grade the writing, remember that there are a lot of different ways to grade it. And look at different rubrics to get ideas because writing is a fairly subjective thing to grade. And you, you need to, to put some objective pieces in there to make mm-hmm. it fair. Um, encourage your child to find his or her writing voice. Mm. Make good use of the community around you because a lot of times writing will grow under the careful care and nurturing of somebody other than just mom. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And have fun. And have fun. Yeah. Have fun with yeah. words. Yeah, yeah.
Yep. Yeah. Yeah, when your kids find a topic that they like, they can often have a whole lot more fun. Sometimes they can't choose the topic, but it can yeah. really help, especially if they can write about something they're passionate about. Indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let blank page paralysis be a thing of the past and <laughs> breathe some fun and some life and uh, give your kids some, some confidence with their writing by trying some of the things that we have found to be effective in our homeschools and in our local homeschool community. And uh, so we hope that today's episode has been encouraging and that you will write lots of good stuff in your homeschools and maybe even share some of it mm-hmm. with us because that would we be fun. would love that. Yeah. Yeah. If, you've, if you've used the Tall Tales writing guide and your kid wrote some really, really cool story, oh, please send it to us. Yeah. We would just love that. That would you be so You can attach it to a message to the Facebook for yeah. uh, Some Sisters Homeschool mm-hmm. or the Homeschool High School Podcast Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. Or you can just attach it to an email and send it to info at sevensistershomeschool.com. That would be fun. We would mm-hmm. love to see some of your kids' writing. Speaking of fun, we would love to see people do some reviews. Oh, that would be fun. On iTunes. That would be fun. So if you can hop over to iTunes, that would be really, really cool. And, and give a little short review and maybe some stars, because that helps the Homeschool High School podcast be more visible to other homeschooling families. Yes, we would love for that search engine to be able to find us when people go onto iTunes and search for things about homeschooling high school. Indeed. So, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. We hope to meet with you again on future episodes that deal with all things homeschool high school, because that's what we love to talk about here. Indeed. So, uh, this has been the Homeschool High School podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com. Brought to you by the Ultimate Ultimate Homeschool Homeschool Radio Radio Network. Network. See you next time.